Hi, my name is Tom Alston. I'm the founder and CEO of Aeromarine Tax Professionals. Here on the Winning Pitch Broadcast, I'm going to tell you how it is. I'll be sharing the ins and outs of business management, improving your sales skills, building personal and professional wealth, and balancing it all with your personal and family life, excluding the part about balancing it with your personal life. Don't expect a filter because we're about to rustle some feathers. Have fun. Welcome to this morning's version of the Winning Pitch Podcast. I have a special guest for you today, Ken Jocelyn. He's a friend of mine, and we have something in common. I coached baseball at the high school varsity level for four decades, and this young man, although I believe that a lot of people are taught to think that I, that I was an enemy because I was a coach, he's an umpire. He coached, I think he umpires at high school as well as college, So, uh, but this is Ken. I want him to tell you his story. So hey, what's up, guys? Tom, thank you for allowing me. Um, honored for you and Julie to, to give me some space on your platform. Um, yes, I call Tom Skip because that's what I call coaches. Um, I've been umpiring college and high school baseball um, for about 17 or 18 years. I work some Division One non-conference baseball. I'm on a couple of Division Two staffs and Division Three, and obviously JUCO. And I work a, a few high school games a year um, in the Birmingham area when I get an opportunity to. It's my way to get outside. Um, I love the grass. I love the game. Um, I love being around the teams, the players. You know, when you get our age, I, I, if you don't go into coaching and you want to be around the game, you've got a couple options. Umpiring pays a lot more than coaching does. So that's what we did. Well, Tom, I'm honored that you had me on. Um, again, my name is Ken Jocelyn. Um, I am the owner of the Ken Jocelyn Group, which consists of a few businesses. Number one is the Ken Jocelyn team, um, which is my real estate team. I've got a team in Birmingham, Alabama, and I've got a team in Atlanta, Georgia. And I'm going to start with where I'm at now. And I'm going to back up and we'll start about 18, probably 12 to 18 months ago. You're um, an umpire, so it doesn't surprise me that you do things backwards. That's exactly right. That's exactly right. Hey, let me tell you one thing I can do is that I can call strikes all day long, baby. I, I know how to call strikes. I'm not one of those guys going to make us sit out there. Listen, I tell people all the time, Tom, nobody, not granny, not mom and daddy, not Aunt Susie or Uncle Phil. Nobody wants to watch a baseball game longer than about two and a half hours. So if I'm out there balling every pitch and we're having a merry-go-round because people can't find a strike zone, is my job, duty, and obligation to find right. as many strikes as I, you better believe it is. I completely understand. Cause, cause, and cause sometimes this, you forget and you you do that anyway. So there we go. Hey, because I tell you what, the only person that's going to be mad at you in the whole ballpark is a guy with a stick on his shoulder standing in the batter's box. Nobody else cares. So we're going right. to find as many as we can. So um, I've got the Ken Johnson team. I've got Johnson Coaching, which is my coaching company. Um, I coach business owners one-on-one across the country. I've got clients from Santa Rosa down to San Diego, to Denver, Colorado, to Texas, to North Carolina, to Maryland, to Ohio, and even over in um, Geneva, Switzerland. I've got an attorney who's got five locations around the world that I coach as well. Um, so we do that. That's our one-on-one coaching. And I own a brand called the Growstack Drive. And Growstack Drive is probably our biggest brand that's moving right now. The one that's kind of taken off. Everything's taken off, but this brand has taken off um, unbelievably in the last six to eight months. In the Growstack Drive brand, we have three things that we do. Number one, we we work to crush limiting beliefs. We work to create winning strategies and we work to champion cultures of leadership. And how we do that is we do that through online coaching. We do that through our podcast and we do that through our three online courses that are housed on Kajabi, very similar. You, obviously, you know Cardone U, very similar to that. We've invested six figures uh, back this summer to be able to get those courses up and online. 
Um, so those are online. So that's that gross tech drive brand is huge taking off. We do live events. We just finished our first live event this weekend in Nashville, Tennessee, had close to 40 people there um, with uh, myself, Anthony Trucks, Coach Michael Burt, um, Nate May, uh, Brian Bogert and Emily Mishler had a phenomenal weekend, um, a phenomenal community that we're building of entrepreneurs um, who desire three things. Number one, to know who's in their community. The big circle, who's in their who's in their circle, like that accountability group, and who's in their corner. And so we're building just a phenomenal, phenomenal community there with the common thread of authenticity of entrepreneurs who want to, who are high achievers, high thinkers, high dreamers, uh, who really live by the motto of getting in rooms with people who think bigger than we do. And so um, this this year, um, we will be close to hitting seven figures in in those businesses this year, um, which is phenomenal. We just did in our coaching business. Uh, we just pitched our first uh, almost a multi seven figure coaching proposal. Um, it, it, that one came in at 1.7 million. We've got a call this week and we'll be, that deal will close. We'll be over us. It'll be a seven figure coaching deal. And that's going to consist. Yeah. That's going to consist of pretty much everything that we do spread out over um, a, a different organization, over 38 offices around the country from Georgia to Chicago to Michigan. So looking forward to that. So we've grown and we've grown really, really fast. People ask me all the time, Ken, how have you grown? Um, your business is so fast. And Tom, I've had the pleasure of knowing you, um, even though you're a coach, I've had the pleasure of knowing you now um, going on close to a year, you and your you and your uh, amazing wife, Julie, we're both Cardone licensees. People say, Ken, how have you done this so fast? Like how, how have you literally, as, as our good friend, Richie Dolan would say, um, on the rocket ship, you know, we use, we use rocket fuel. How have you done this so fast? And every single day, Tom, and I'll show you this, I do this a lot. There's my 10X journal. You're very familiar with this. My quote right there, says, get in rooms with people who think bigger than you do. And everything in my everything in my life, all the success I've had over the past 25 years, um, I've, in that 25 years, I spent half in full-time vocational ministry. I spent half of that in real estate. I was a top producing mortgage broker in Georgia, Florida, and Alabama um, from about 01 to 08, 09 when the market crashed. And now I'm in the real estate, uh, the real estate side. So I've got a team in Birmingham, team in Atlanta. And people say, how have you been so successful? And that one quote really is the key for me. And in every stop I've had in the last 25 years, whether it was in youth ministry, where I grew a youth ministry from five kids to about 350 a week, um, was speaking on a national platform on stages from 5,000 to 10,000 to 20,000 um, students and, and, and youth pastors and youth leaders, to going into the mortgage business and being one of the top mortgage producers, going back into full-time ministry, planting and pastoring churches, being around some of the top pastors and thought leaders in in you know in in the Christian space of Christianity. Um, and then going back into real estate and excelling last year, we were fortunate. We did it right at $8 million in volume. I finished seventh out of 3,725 agents in the fastest growing, largest real estate company in the state of Georgia at Virtual Properties. Um, I got a I got a really cool picture with a really big award. But really what we've done is we spent 20 years adding value to people. And so We've done that. And then now in the coaching business, um, obviously you and I both being Grant Cardone licensees, I've had the the unbelievable honor and opportunity to be around guys like yourself, our, our good friend, Richie Dolan, who runs the licensee program for Grant, um, to be around, around guys like Grant Cardone, like Jared Glant, like um, Brandon Dawson, um, just unbelievable entrepreneurs and thought leaders in their spaces 
guys like Coach Michael Burt. I actually text me two minutes before I hopped on your call. Um, Anthony Trucks, um, David Meltzer, um, Greg Reed, Sharon Lecter, um, just a Carlos Reyes, just a ton of unbelievable people um, that I've had the fortune to be around who have a voice in my life. And when you get around those kind of people, Tom, and I write it in my book every single day, get in rooms with people who think bigger than you. When you get around those types of people, it's impossible for your mindset to stay in the same space. It's impossible. You said it just a minute ago. You said it just a minute ago when you're talking about your clients. One guy flew around the world, redid his whole airplane, spent a lot of money. And I was talking about, you know, he's got more money, he's got time. And you said he don't have as much money as some of my clients have. You know, when you get around people like that, it causes you to raise the level of your mindset and your thinking on what's possible. And not just geared into the financial realm. One of the things we do at Growstack Drive that I think is it's really is our niche. It sets us apart from 10X, from Tony Robbins, from any of the other guys, Coach Burt, um, who are all top phenomenal thought leaders in, in, in the space of coaching and in business development and in on, just in entrepreneurship in general. I think one of the things that sets us apart is we really believe in significance over success. That's one of the courses that we teach in our in our drive course. It really is about it really is about championing cultures of leadership, but it is a culture of significance over success. And let me explain what I mean by that. Significance says I want to take my team with me on the journey. Significance says I look around at the people that are in my life, in my community, in my circle, and in my corner, and I want to help them live the best possible life that they can live. They're not there to help me fulfill my vision. And this is the one thing I love about our both of our mutual friend, Brandon Dawson. It's one the one thing I love about Brandon. And you'll see very, very few entrepreneurs do what Brandon Dawson did when he sold his company for over $150 million and then took 30 some odd million dollars of that and put it right back into the people that helped him build that company. There are very few entrepreneurs. And that's why, if you know Brandon well, which you do and I do, that's why his whole C-suite team, when they lit, when they worked out their non-compete for three years and had to work for the company that bought them out, every one of them were working for Brandon again. And there's a reason they're doing that, because Brandon is a guy who lives in significance over success. So when we live in significance, Tom, we're really authentically have a desire for the people that are in my circle that work on my team for me to help them personally, professionally, and financially. That sounds good. That sounds just like Brandon Dawson, doesn't it? Oh, to help pretty them. Pretty damn close. <laughs> Model mimic, yes, model mimic and master. You better believe it. Is to help those people, um, and that's what significance is. Because if I go after success, this is what I tell people a lot. If I go after success, I may or may not find significance, but I may or may not also leave a trail of damage behind me. But if I go after significance, and my sole purpose and focus is not just building my company, but building people who then in turn help build my company, I will always find success. Success cannot escape me if I live a life of significance. If I've got a team and I'm, I am as, I am as bought in and invested in them and what they're doing in their personal, professional and financial goals is I'm asking them to be in the Ken Jocelyn team on my real estate team or my growth stack drive team or my Jocelyn coaching team. If I do that, dude, they're going to go to war for me every single day. And what it does is it helps raise their level of life, their level of fulfillment and their level of buy-in in what's going on in my company. So in that, let's back up about 13 months ago, I was doing real estate. For I had been doing real estate for about a year and a half. I was making about 10, 12 grand a month. Kind of, I was kind of bored out of my mind, to be quite honest with you. I was bored wondering what was coming next. I was had just got back into umpiring baseball. I'd been in college baseball a couple, two or three years at that time. Um, I said, again, making 10, 12 grand a month, college basketball, uh, referee college basketball as well on the women's side, and was just kind of like, what's next? 
And so about a year ago last month, the end of September, first part of October in 2019, I'm on Instagram and I see this crazy guy named Grant Cardone pop up on my feed. Never heard of Grant Cardone. Didn't know about 10X, didn't know about Grant, didn't, I never heard of him before. And so I saw this ad pop up and I'm like, who is this not just crazy guy with his roles or his, or his Gulfstream 550 or all the stuff that he was kind of doing? But dude, this guy's got as much passion and energy as I do. And when I get around somebody that's got that much passion and energy, I'm like, whoa, hang on just a minute. I had a guy on my podcast yesterday. His name is um, Michael O'Donnell. He's the number one door-to-door solar sales guy in the entire world. Clears over a million dollars a year himself. That's what he makes, over a million dollars a year. When we were at Coach Burt's uh, Million Dollar Coaching Summit about six or eight weeks ago, and Coach Burt introduced him, and he said the number one door-to-door salesman in the world. I went, what did he just say? Did he say the number one door-to-door solar sales? I got to meet this guy. So when you get around guys like you and guys like Michael O'Donnell, and you get around guys like Grant Cardone, and you're like, where did this guy come from? So I'm watching this. So I start following him on Instagram, right? I follow him on Instagram. I'm watching him, and I'm watching all this energy, and I'm like, dude, this guy's, this guy's got... Like, like he's like, I need some of what he's got. And I've got crazy energy and crazy passion, right? So about a week later, he, th- he there's an ad that pops up or he's talking on Instagram live about this webinar he's doing on Saturday. It's a webinar because I'm going to teach about leadership and, and coaching and all that stuff. And I've been coaching business owners with a friend of mine and min- really ministry ministry leaders for about a year to two years. Helped him get that 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 business off the ground. And so I hop on this call that day. It was at, it was at noon Eastern time. I hop on that call that day. It's supposed to be 90 minutes. About 1.45, I don't even know that Grant breathed yet. Dude, it was just fire, 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 fire. And I'm like, who is this guy? And where has he been my entire life? Two and a half hours later, I, at two hour point, I'm like going, you're supposed to go 90 minutes. You're, oh, you're at two hour mark right now. Just tell me who I got to pay, what amount I got to pay to get in this mentorship coaching thing that you're talking about. Two and a half hours later, he finally shuts up and breathes, right? And Jared runs in there and goes, okay, guys, here's the pitch. 997 mentorship program. Boom. I signed up. I picked the phone up. I called the office. Young guy named Jack Lombard answered the phone. Jack answered the phone. I said, dude, I want to sign up for this thing. Get me signed up. Signed up for that mentorship program. Three days later on Monday was our first call. You remember that? Because I think you were in that mentorship program as well. At that time, I was working on a $3 million commercial deal. It was my largest single real estate deal, commercial or residential that I ever done. And I was working with the working with the buyer. The sellers um, was a 72-year-old Chinese guy in Atlanta who speaks hardly any English. And they have they're not they're unrepresented. It's an unlisted property. I'm having to go through his 22-year-old grad student daughter to get the deal done. She she's my representation, right? Well, on Monday afternoon, before that first mentorship call, my appraisal on this $3 million building comes in at $2.625 million. Get a call from the banker. He goes, dude, I got bad news. I said, what's wrong? $2.625 on the appraisal. Okay, well, let me talk to the owners. We'll see what we can do. We'll get this thing taken care of. The owners think that we had the appraisal come in intentionally low, so we couldn't pay what they asked for for the building, right? So I so I get on the call Monday night and I'm I'm a little defeated because Tom, this is a $78,720 commission for me. This is the largest single payday I've ever had. And I get on the call that night and Grant's talking about boot camp in Miami, 10X boot camp in Miami. I'm gonna take the mentors. We're gonna do a private QA session. It's only three thousand bucks. I'm like, I'm in. So I picked up the phone. I called my guy Jack Lombard down at 10X headquarters and I said, listen, let me book my flight, let me book my hotel. I want in. So I got all my arrangements booked. Three days later, I'm sitting in I'm sitting in um, the Turnberry JW Marriott at Turnberry, and I'm sitting in this first day of 10X boot camp. 
And at the end of the day, I, it's like drinking water from a fire hydrant. I'm like, what in the world just happened to me, right? Yeah. I leave I leave that day, and you've been there several times as well. I leave that day, and I'm like, where has this Grant Cardone guy been my whole life? Like, this guy, that day was straight fire. Something happened on the inside of me that day. The next morning, we walk in, day two. We walk in at 8 a.m. early, walk into, the, walk into the auditorium, and there's a guy pitching this Cardone licensee thing. And I'm sitting there and I'm watching this guy named Richie Dolan. And I'm like, man, this guy's, this guy's slick. Like this guy's not, Grant just gets up there and he's like, ah, and he's just straight fire and passion, right? Mm-hmm. Well, Richie gets up there and I'm like, so, I mean, I've, I've communicated on, on large stages and I've been doing it for, for dozens of years. So when I see a professional communicator, I'm like, ooh, this guy's good. So I get on my Instagram account. I'm like, who is this guy? Well, I'm, I'm trying to find Richard Dolan. I find him. And the first picture I come across on his Instagram account was him and Michelle Obama on stage together. The next picture was him and President Obama on stage together. The next picture was him and George Bush and Bill Clinton and Hillary Clinton together. The next picture was him and LeBron James together. The next picture was him and Oprah and then him and Ellen and then him and Kobe Bryant. I mean, you get where I'm going on this, right? And then about that time, the slide pup pops up on the stage and here's this guy named Richie Dolan with two NBA championship rings as the life coach for the Miami Heat, LeBron James. And I'm like, this guy walked away from this to pitch Cardone licensees. There's got to be something to this thing. There's got to be something to this. I agree. He, finish, he finishes his hour presentation. You've got, yeah, you've got more 10X stuff behind you than Grant's got in his office. Or Jared. Maybe not Sherry, but definitely Grant and Jared. He gets done. He walks out in the hallway. Dude, I'm beelining. I, I look like a Baptist trying to beat somebody to the buffet line at noon. Like I'm out the door. I beelined it, right? I'm out the door. I'm out the door. I'm I'm there. Um, he, we're outside in the hallway, and it's it's myself. It's Dr. Ola and, and, a, and a friend of mine named Corinne. We're out there. There's three of us in the hallway, private hallway, and Richie's – we're asking questions about this licensee program. Well, about – Two minutes later, this little short guy, Grant Cardone, walks up. He's about five foot five. Like he's a little video guy like Coach Burke. He walks up and he just, he's, Richie introduced him to everybody. And he, he spins and he looks at me and he puts his finger out in my face. He goes, what are you here for? And I said, well, last 25 years, this is what I've done. Here's where I'm at now. Two things. I want two things. I want to blow the lid off of my mindset of what's a lot of money so I can help people. I've planted churches. It's hard. I put my own, invested my own $48,000 in it. It's hard. I want to be able to help church planners be able to understand and blow the lid off of their mindset. So they, when they go in and they, and they want to invest their lives into for kingdom purposes, I want to be able to teach them how to raise money to be able to do it the right way. Because nobody taught me. The second thing I want to do is I want to scale my real estate team. We sit there, Tom, for about four to five minutes and talked. He just talked and talked and talked with me. We got done and he looked at me and he said, Ken, he goes, if you'll let me, I'll help you. I said, yes, sir. Richie turns around and he goes, Ken, I've only been around Grant for about two months, but I've never seen him stop and talk to anybody that long at all. Sherry Ennis, a good friend of ours, Sherry run the, ran the community for Grant for a long time. She's jogging down the hallway. She says, oh my gosh, I've been here for like two months. I've never seen Grant stop and talk to anybody that long. So at, about an hour later, Grant finishes his session. We walk in that Q&A little room. It's packed, like 20, 30 people in there. Well, I grabbed the microphone because this is Mr. Commercial Real Estate. At, at the time, like $1.4, $1.5 billion in real estate holdings. I got a commercial deal I want to talk to him about, right? So I grab the microphone, I walk in, and I'm like, hey, Grant, I'm Ken. He goes, yeah, you're a preacher. You're the guy I talked to in the hallway just a minute ago. He calls me, he still calls me preacher, right? And um, I said, Grant, here's my issue. And I, I pitched my deal, that $3 million commercial deal, $2.625 million appraisal, yada, yada, yada. Grant leans across the table. He goes, buy the building. And he looked at me. I just like, I guess I looked confused. He looked at me, he goes, he goes, Ken, do you not understand? I said, no, sir, I do not. And he goes, it's really simple. 
if you overpay for the building now, whoever buys the building from you in a few years is going to overpay for it. Then I said, okay, you're the guy. Got it finished today. Five o'clock gets done. I get in my rental car. I pick up the phone and I call my friend, Steve, who's an African businessman in Atlanta. He's my client. And I say, Steve, I'm down here in Miami at this thing called 10X Bootcamp with this guy named Grant Cardone. Oh, I love Grant Cardone. I've got money invested in Cardone Capital. I said, I laughed and I said, well, how come you haven't told me about this guy, right? Like, how come you kept this a secret? And that's why I just came out of this one-on-one session. I asked Grant about our deal. He goes, what did he say? He said, buy the building. Steve goes, then we'll buy the building. So I flew in Monday at 1.30 in Atlanta. I drove to uh, just the outskirts of Atlanta in Norcross. I met with my the, my buyer, with the seller. We negotiated a seller held second for 375000 at the same rate as the bank. As the bank note, we closed on Wednesday. I made 78720 bucks. The last two months of the year, I closed almost another $2 million and made about another fifty nine grand. I made $129,000, made $129,000 the last two months of the year. I over doubled my income the last two months of the year. The first, from that point, I bought into the Cardone licensee at the $25,000 level like you did. Bought into the Cardone licensee level, got invited to go down to 10X headquarters on December the 9th with a group of people that were in the mentorship. I think there was 12 of us. And I go down, they asked me to share my story. What I just shared with you, I shared with all 160 or 70. I thought, were you there that day when I did that? I think that's the first place I met you, or maybe it was in January yeah. Oh, when you came down for the for the licensee accreditation. Yeah, that's when it was. And so I shared, so I shared my story because there was like 12 of us out of the mentorship that got invited down, shared my story in front of the whole team. And then later on, we had one-on-ones with Jared and with and with Richie and with Grant. And then when Grant came in, they wanted me to share my story again just in front of Grant. So he had, obviously he'd already heard it. He'd pulled me in a couple of times on his Instagram lives, mentorship call, yada, yada, yada. And I shared my story. And this is what I told Grant that day. December the 9th, 2019. I looked at him in the eye and said, Grant. I said, you know my story, you know my background. I said, the best way I can describe what happened to me at 10X Bootcamp was the businessman got born again on the inside of me. When I said that, dude, he shot up out of that director's chair and he was like, oh my God, do you see the passion in this guy? And he started pointing around the room. Every one of you need the passion this guy's got right. He went, but he went freaking bonkers, man. He thought that was the greatest thing in the world. And so from that point forward, obviously, um, Grant and I's relationship has been phenomenal. You mentioned the, the licensee accreditation. Um, our good friend, Richie Dolan, had the first licensee accreditation in January. Um, I got invited by Richie and Grant and Jared to come down and speak and finish those two days off and literally just kind of do the last 30-minute session, I think, for all the licensees. So had the honor to go down and speak. And since that time, Tom, our, our business is, has grown about 820% across the board. We started- That's all, huh? Oh, yeah, I know, right? <laughs> I, I can't compete with Matt Buchanan, uh, but I can't compete with everybody else. Uh, but yeah, so we started. for sissies, Ken. Yes, I know it is. I, I say what Dave Ramsey says all the time. The guy I compete with every day is the dude I shave in the mirror with. Yeah. He's my worst enemy, right? And so since then, we became I became a Cardone licensee. I started Grow Stack Drive. I started Jocelyn Coaching. I started the Ken Jocelyn team. And literally, our team has grown um, from me to about nine people um, full-time. Um, actually about to be two more agents on my team in the next two months. Um, we've grown, we've, we've grown exponentially. Um, we are within literally within the first, um, within the first six weeks, um, I had secured over a hundred thousand dollars in coaching contracts with clients. Um, my coaching now, then there was 25 grand a year. Um, I come in for two days. I spend time on the whiteboard. Um, we literally go through your personal, professional, financial goals. I'll break your business apart. We'll talk about mission statement, core values, set you up on new hiring practices, using and filtering through those core values, um, all the way down to 
really it's our A4, what we call our A4 process. It's assessment, attention, action, and accountability. And then we create for you on those 10X goals, we create you monthly, weekly, and daily rhythms for you to be able to hit those goals. And I do an hour Zoom call. And that that price now is, um, I haven't sent a proposal out in the last probably two months for less than about 58,000. And they're between 58 and about a hundred grand. And we just just pitched in Detroit last two weeks ago, um, a $1.7 million coaching proposal with an organization with 38 different locations. Um, and we'll probably land that. Uh, we've got a call this week. We'll probably land that somewhere in the seven figure. It'd be like one to $1.2 million deal. So um, I have so, a couple of the questions for you. Yes, sir. You shoot. Cause I'll talk all day, man. Yeah, I know you will. That's why I'm telling you to shut up. <laughs> so have you always been like this? You've always been this passionate, have, able to outflow this much? Or was there a time that there was a shy little Kenny boy? Um, You know what, Tom, I, I grew up and this is the one thing I tell people all the time. I grew up, my parents got divorced when I was eight in Michigan, got divorced when I was, when I was eight, I went to 12 schools in 12 years. Um, so I was all over the place. My mom moved. So to Georgia, I got you beat. I went to 17 different schools before I got out of high school. So here you are. There you're you only, go. That's you're good. only I, number yeah. two. Yes. So uh, parents, my mom moved to Georgia, My me and my two younger sisters. Uh, we moved to Georgia and from fifth or sixth grade, my senior year, I moved back and forth to Pontiac, Michigan, my dad six different times. And so, so, you know, I grew up in a, in a, in a very difficult, we didn't have a lot of money. I remember when I was in the seventh or eighth grade, I was living in Michigan. My mom had filed bankruptcy, lost all of her lake property. She'd co-signed with somebody. So finances was not something that I, that I knew very much about. I went in the Air Force when I got out. I was in the Air Force for about three and a half years. Got out a little early because I couldn't behave and because um, <laughs> I was a knucklehead, to be honest with you. I, You're going to tell, you want to tell the listeners about what that couldn't behave? <laughs> Probably not. <laughs> Probably not. But um, let's, just say, let's just say, let's just say I got a general under honorable, uh, under honorable conditions uh, discharge from the, from the, from the Air Force. I'll take it. Um, and I'll, and I'll, t- I'll tell you what the problem was. I just posted on my Instagram. It's that's at Ken Jocelyn. I posted yesterday, actually a picture is Veterans Day. So I posted a picture of me getting my first stripes. And on one side is a, is a African-American guy. It was Sergeant Parker. He was my NCO. I see. He was a fantastic man. Taught me how to tie a tie. Um, and and I, Tom, I still remember what he did for me. Uh, gosh, that was 1986. Um, that's a long time ago. Um, what, 86, 96, I would say the 30s, four years ago. And I still remember that Sergeant Parker was a guy who taught me to how to tie double wins or not on my tie when I was in the Air Force. I, I didn't really have a figure in my life. I had, I had a great dad, but he just wasn't there a lot. Um, okay. A great mom, she wasn't there a lot. And so I didn't really have a lot of voices and a lot of people to be able to give me direction. And this is why when I say get in rooms with people who think bigger than you and where where am I in my, who's in my community, who's in my circle and who's in my corner, because relationships are the number one thing that I've learned over the past 20 to 25 years that have helped me be significant and successful. So it's how old are always, you now? Always, always. I'm 52. So I'm old. Yeah, right. Yeah. And I'm old enough to be your dad. You discovered that. I remember the look on your face when yes, I proved to you that I was old enough to be your dad. You were so shocked. Yes. Yes, I did. Yes, so, I did. Let's go back to when you were, how old were you when you started high school? 14? Yeah. 14, 15 years old, ninth grade. Yep. What would you tell that person now? Yeah, that there's, and this is, I asked somebody, I'll, I'll answer it with this question, with, with what I asked. Somebody, actually it was with our team. We were actually at boot camp last weekend and we were the team. And they asked in a session, they asked Nate, who's our Gross Tech Drive MC, phenomenal friend of mine, I worked for John Maxwell for years. And um, they said, Nate, what's Ken's greatest gift? And he said, Ken by far is the guy in my entire life that I've seen call potential and purpose out of people. 
he sees things in people that people do not see in themselves, which is, which is why I love coaching business owners. So I would, what, I would, would say, I would that? say to that, I would say to that kid, I'd say, son, there's more in you than you know what there is, than you realize. There is infinitely more inside of you than you realize. You hadn't been exposed to, but you will be exposed to, which is why I love coaching, not just business owners. I had two, three at my boot camp last weekend that paid two grand a piece, two grand a piece to come to our boot camp who were under 25 years old. And when I get to get in environments like that, where I've got guys that age and I'm able to look at them and call purpose out and potential in their life and say, listen, you've got greatness in your life. You don't even realize it yet. Here are some of the keys. A lot of people, a lot of relationships. And I said this, I said this last night on my Zoom call, we had 37 or 38 people in my online coaching group, our growth stack drive. We're in the middle of a 21 day incremental, not monumental challenge. Um, where we've opened up our coaching for our, our coaching. It's a paid coaching, paid Facebook page. We've opened all that up for free for people to take this journey with us. And I said last night, because I've heard people say, listen, if you follow me, I only want you to follow me. I don't want you listening to all the other voices. Well, in my life, I've, I've experienced some, some significant levels of success and significance. And it's always been because I've got different mentors in whatever field that I'm in, where I'll look at a Tom Austin and I'll pull one thing out and I'll put it in my toolbox, where I'll look at a Grant Cardone and I'll pull one thing. I'll look at a coach, Michael Burton. I go, man, I love what he does right there. Let me apply that area to my life. And so, Tom, I would say to you that the number one reason that I've been significant and successful um, is because of the amazing people that I've had in my life. And it's never been just one person. It's always been a group of people that I've been able to pull from. And people go, Ken, how have you grown so fast? It's because of the relationships that I have. There is, it's, it, listen, it's if I have a talent and a gift, it is to be able to call purpose out and tell people, hey, listen, this is in you. You may not realize it, but I have a very high relational IQ. And I understand okay. that passionate leaders, passionate leaders are intentional in adding value. If I'm going to do business with somebody, there's two lenses I can do it in. This is why I teach this to my team all the time. I can do it through the transactional lens, which means I'm going to give you a good goods or product or services in exchange for your money. Or I can do it through the relational lens where, you know what, I'm here to add value to you and help you. And when I did $8 million in real estate last year, and I had one of my young real estate agents sitting in my podcast studio here with me one day, and he looked at this big trophy I've got and a big award. And he goes, I want to do $8 million. I said, we're talking about his goals. He goes, I want to do $8 million next year like you did. I said, Logan, you can't do that. I said, last year, I spent zero money on advertising, but I spent 20 years adding value to people in my community. That's why they call me. And that's why they trust me to do their real estate services. So there you are. So there you are. So let's go... uh... What would you tell your 15-year-old self? What have you learned not to do that you'd warn him about? Ooh, um, I still like to eat too much, man. At 52 years old, I can get away <laughs> I know with you. It, I've never seen anybody post so much stuff about food. And I need to tell a listener something. If you think I'm being rude because I keep talking across him, I've loaned this guy long enough that if I don't talk across him, the only thing you'll hear is him talking <laughs> And yes, I might as well, I, I, I could just leave it. I turn up, shut off my camera and everything and let him talk. So I try why. to breathe. I try to breathe and inhale a little bit. So you give you a minute to kind of pounce in there. Yeah, I, did. I, I would say that, um, Tom, I, I've, I've got, we've got five core values in our company and five, we call them the GSD code filters that we go all throughout, um, all throughout our, um, through our, through our courses, our online courses and their passion mm-hmm. focus. Uh, intentionality, teachability, and flexibility. And I would say that once I realized my worth and I began to understand the value that I brought to other relationships, what happens is it heightened my level of teachability. Like I am a student 
who constantly desires to get better and not get better from a standpoint of I'm not good enough, but to get better because, hey, I know I'm freaking, I'm crushing it. I'm absolutely crushing it, but I want to get better. We got back from this weekend. The first thing we did on Sunday afternoon when we were done with the event is I sat down with my team in a circle. Actually, we did it on we actually did it on um, on Friday evening before the second day two of our boot camp. We sat in a circle at the dinner table at the lot. And I said, guys, what we what's our win today? Everybody shared a win. And I, I went back around the circle. What was one thing you saw today that we can improve on for tomorrow? And I told him, I said, listen, we knocked it out of the park today. It was probably a nine, nine and a half out of 10. It was amazing. Great feedback from Anthony Trucks, from Coach, everybody that was here. All, I mean, these are national level communicators. I mean, guys, Anthony makes 25 grand to go speak for an hour to Amazon. He coaches their C-level suite. We got such great feedback, but I said, guys, we can still get better. I did a baseball game. You'll love this. I did a baseball game last year in Atlanta um, or two years ago in Atlanta. It's one of my first college games. I was with a good buddy of mine named Jay Pierce. Um, Jay was a former AAA umpire, and he actually works for um, P-Buck now, and he's a single A and double A umpire evaluator. So he evaluates. You don't get to the big leagues unless you go through Jay. And Jay's a phenomenal guy. We're working a we're working a game in downtown Atlanta at Oglethorpe University, D three school. We're working a game, and Jay about every half inning or every in between innings would walk down and give me pointers. He'd say, "Ken, when you do your strike, I don't want you to point directly towards the dugout. I want you to give a little forty five and like in between the dugout and in between first base. Instead of you stepping on your strike call, I want you to just come straight up and boom. I want you to pop it real good. You know, hey, when you're when you're tracking that pitch, I'm watching your head move slightly. I want you to track that pitch into the mitt." And watch him fold that mitt where you can read Rawlings on the back of his wrist. Like little fine, I mean, just, I mean, just fine-tuning my stuff. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. I had given him a piece of paper and a pencil to take out in the field with it. About the fourth or fifth inning, Jay came down and he said, Ken, he said, are you okay with me? Because, you know, we don't do this. It's not something we do in a college baseball game. You don't come down and talk to your partner unless you've got an issue or skips over in the dugout talking about balls and strikes or he's, you know, he's arguing about a little bit of something he don't need to. Jay comes down. I got to defend myself because when I used to write for Collegiate Baseball, which is a magazine for high school and college coaches, I wrote a lot of stuff about how important a coach's relationship with an umpire was because your relationship with the umpire is going to be longer term than your relationship with any team in scholastic baseball. So I'm defending myself. Yeah. Yeah. And I tell people all the time, you know, there are certain baseball coaches and certain, certain basketball coaches that when they ask you a question, you better listen. Um, and, And I love officiating games for those types of coaches because they're not just out there jacking. They're not just out there riding you or trying to get, you know, trying to get something for later on in the game. But if they say something, you need to listen to what they say. So what I said to Jay was this. Jay came down and he goes, about the fifth inning and sixth inning, he goes, are you okay with me coming down every half inning or every inning and giving you these pointers? I said, Jay, let me tell you something. If you walked down here and told me to spin on my head in between the fifth and sixth inning on home plate or during the seventh inning stretch, I would do whatever you tell me to do because you've been where I want to go and I'm going to listen to everything you tell me to do and I'm going to put it into practice immediately. And so I would I would say that teachability um, thing, I would say probably to my old self is understand your potential and your worth and, understand, and, and that when you understand your worth and your potential, it really releases or takes the lid off of your ability to be able to be teachable because then you're not attacking who I am, my character, my nature, my competencies. What you're doing is you're saying, hey, I want to be the best version of myself. So we, so this is what we say about teachability. We're not only open to feedback, but we actively pursue feedback. 
So I have my team, Tom, they have two or three people in their lives who are three or four steps ahead in whatever field it is that they have to build relationships with so they can not only be not only be open to feedback, but actively pursue feedback. That teachability part is huge for me. And that's probably one of the main reasons that that we've seen the success and significance that we have. So what was the biggest tragedy so far in your life that you found value in? Ooh, boy, that's a that's a fantastic question. I think the biggest tragedy, I mean, probably looking back now, you know, my parents got divorced from when I was eight years old and mom moved us here. Understanding that, and I just had this conversation with somebody yesterday, you know, understanding that with my parents, my mother passed probably uh, in 08, so about 12 years ago. My dad, I was just with him last week when I was in um, Detroit for that pitch. I was able to drive up. He lives in the thumb area. I was able to drive up and take him and my stepmom to lunch. To understand, Tom, that our parents, with whatever mistakes they might have made, a lot of that just comes from the situation that they grew up in. And then a lot of times, um, I say a lot, you know, we've got to give ourselves grace. You, you really have to learn how to give yourself grace, but we've got to learn how to give other people grace in our lives. Because you okay. know what? We're not going to get it right all the time. We're just not going to. But I would say the biggest lesson that it learned is, is that they did the best that they could with what they had. And that it's my responsibility with my kids to be able to take that to the next level. Great, great answer. So what is the things that you've carried forward that your parents taught you that you have since found out to not be valuable? Ooh, um, I told you I was going to put you on the hot seat. Yeah, that's, that's a great question. I don't know that there's anything that I could say that would not be valuable. Not that I can think of off the top of my head. I, I would say that the one thing that is extremely valuable is my mom growing up as a single mom. She was a neighborhood mom. Like everybody wanted to come to my house. Like my, I used to tell people all the time, like when I woke up on Saturday morning, like cartoon days, remember back when you get up and watch cartoons like the Roadrunner and Scooby-Doo and all the, all the Bugs Bunny, all the really, really cool stuff back in the day. Now they're like cartoons. I can't even tell even what's going on, right? You'd right. get up and you'd have a big giant bowl of Lucky Charms or some kind of pancakes or something. When we got up in the morning, there'd be a chore list. So if you stayed the night with me, you had a chore list. If you didn't do your chores, my mom would spank you just like she would spank me. Like there was back in the day when like, you know, hey, if I went to my best friend Chris Smith's house and I got out of line, Lois, his grandmother or Patty, his mom would bust my tail just like my mom would bust their kid's tail. And we need a little bit more of that going on. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. But I would say, Tom, what, what that's done is, man, my mom, just she loved people. Man, she absolutely loved people. She, um, we had several foster kids in and out of our home my entire life. Um, she loved people. And she was she was the person that people always looked to um, when they needed something because they knew that she would be there for them. Okay. So if you could be, if you could go back over your whole life, tell me two things that you'd change. I would start earlier. Um, start I would what? start earlier. Start what? Everything. Um, probably even my level of understanding of the potential that I had. I was, I, I shared this yesterday on my post when I put the picture of my, of me getting my first stripes in the Air Force. I was just 18 years old. And I, really in that Did post, you have said, hair then? Oh, dude. I, let me, here, hang on a minute. I'm, I'm I've never seen right a now. picture I'm, of you with is hair. It, is, it, is this a video podcast or is this a, um, both? Is this a, is this a, okay, awesome. Look right here. Let me, let me, let me put this in a camera. Look at that good looking guy right there. Well, there you go. You Looky there, hair. baby. Look at there. Yes, You're probably sir. born with that head of hair, right? Uh, I, dude, I had, I had hair. I still actually have hair. 
Um, most places. I just, I actually just, <laughs> I actually just shaved mine in the shower before I got on your podcast just a while ago. Yeah, but I, I put it in there. People often ask, why do you do what I do? And this is what I respond. And I'll read it to you. I said, because this guy in the photo was barely 18 years old and had no influence or voice in his life. That's why I do what I do. It's why I spent so 12 years of full time. That's one thing yeah. you changed. What's the yep. second thing? What's well, a that's a fantastic question. Probably the quality of people in my life throughout my life. I would people always ask me when I was especially when I was pastor and say, how can Pastor Ken, how can I pray for you? I'd say wisdom. I need wisdom. That was always my answer. Like I, I would say probably having people in my life at an earlier age, Tom, to be able to like you've got a ton of gray hair. Scripture says that gray hair is a, it, it is the sign of of not just old age, but it's a sign of wisdom. I would say get around people that that were wise. I was 30 years old before I, before I literally, before I had a clue what I was doing with my life. That's why when I get around some of these young guys, like, like Jay Diedrich, who is Solana's son, he was actually at our boot camp last weekend. Um, when I get around some of these young guys who are 21, 22 years old and have, I just, dude, I see so much potential in them. I'm like, dude, I'm not, I'm not going to let you flounder. I'm just not going to, I can't do it. There's too much inside of you to be able to waste literally one single day. I do the same thing. I've got four daughters. I do the same. I was at my daughter's house yesterday, sitting on the swing with her. She gets married in a couple, two or three months. And we were just sitting talking about those kind of things yesterday. Okay. So we're coming close to the end of the hour, but you have as much time as you want. Is there anything that that you feel like you haven't covered? I'm going to limit your, I'm going to put you on a timer though. And I'm going to give you 93 seconds. 93 seconds. Yeah. Is there anything else, any other mission or any other statements that you want to pass along to the world? Because this is going. Yeah, I, w- I would say, Tom. I would say this. Um, one of the concepts that I really believe in is incremental, not monumental. People go, "How do you have you done what you've done? Um, you've you've been, you know, pretty much journey with me every step of the way. You've seen the growth. You've seen what's happened. Um, incremental, not monumental, literally is developing incremental discipline daily habits every single day. And if you do those incremental habits long enough, they always turn into monumental results. But what happens is we want monumental before we want incremental, and it doesn't work that way. We want. <laughs> we live in I that. Can't start this this diet on Monday and Wednesday, be down forty five pounds. That, that's exactly. I mean, I'm down forty seven pounds in the last year, and I'm stuck. I mean, I've been stuck for the last. Nate was on the call with me last. I've been stuck for about three or four weeks, and I go between forty two to forty seven pounds. I fluctuate up and up a couple pounds, down a couple pounds. Yeah, but I've we, got now. I've got. I've got to lock in and focus on this last twenty. I, I had pounds the same, I, I had a goal of losing a hundred pounds in two thousand nineteen and got fifty off, and mm-hmm. now I'm kind of on this little plateau. And I finally listened to myself and realized what I need to add to it. It's like I'm seventy two years for those who don't know me, and and I, I I also realized that I needed to start moving. So I got up and I started walking every morning, and I walk a couple of miles every day. And as Ken knows, I shoot videos while I'm walking. I do that every morning, it's, I, and I post them on the Instagram called Tom's Tangents. But I started out with a thousand steps and added a hundred steps every day. That's how I got to a couple of miles. It's incremental. And I knew that instinctively as being a baseball coach. But Mm -hmm. my advice to you, because we're in the same place in our desire to lose weight, is Mm -hmm. that, uh, you know, Aaron and Sarit? Mm-hmm. Oh yeah. Oh, yeah, I love Aaron and Street. They're, yeah. they're going to be they're going to be on our on our on our uh, virtual summit next week with you. Good. I'm, I just signed up for the program. In fact, my first uh, meeting with Aaron is scheduled in about five minutes. That's why I'm okay. going to have to rush you off, and I'm not going to awesome. let you talk anymore. But well, you tell them you tell them that Ken Johnson loves them and had the greatest time. We sat on their back deck when I was in California a few months ago and drank coffee and talked for about two hours. I had a blast yeah. with him. Yeah, and how much of the time did they get to talk? 
Oh, a lot. I, I ask questions. When I get in those environments, I'm asking questions. Okay. I, good for this you. is it. Be, be interested before you're interesting. Yeah, I got it. So unfortunately, our time is up. It's been a great conversation. I'd love to have you back and tell me some more stories about your life. And as always, I'll ask you the tough questions. I, I was a couple of times, I, I really love the part where Oh, that's a good question. Nobody's ever asked me that before. Yeah. That's my job. And that's the way I treat yeah. my employees. If people come to me with a problem and they say, what do I do now? I said, well, I always ask them the same question. What would you do if I wasn't here? Because right. I want to train people to use their own mind. Yes. Yes. So Delegate authority, not tasks. Yeah. Got it. So uh, thank you for being a great guest. I look forward to seeing you. Make sure you send me an email invite about your event in, I think you said it was in Nashville January again. January 29th and 30th. Yep, it is. We'll have everything ready this week. Coach Bird actually just texted me about two seconds ago. Great. So I got to jump on a call with him. He's got uh, Sharon Lecter and Tim Story at his place this weekend. They're doing their coaching mastermind. Um, so I'm going to jump on the phone with him and get that worked out. And uh, Skip, I appreciate you, man. I love you, brother. My goal in life is to be 72 years old. At 72 years old, living the way you're living right now. Well, okay, but you have to grow your hair back. <laughs> that way, yeah, I, I don't know. I don't, I don't know. That's probably not going to happen. All right. Okay. Tell Aaron and Sarita. Don't lower your targets. Don't lower your targets. <laughs> I hear you. Increase the activity. Yeah. All right. So thank you very much. It's been a pleasure, and I hope everybody has enjoyed this podcast. It's been one of my favorites because I'm with one Love of my most favorite people. Thanks, Kip. Well, that was fun, wasn't it? I'm invested in your business and personal success, and I hope you found this episode of the podcast insightful. If you or your business is ready to grow, check out my website, 10 Excellence. This is the way that you do that. The number 10, then xlenz.com. Be sure to follow me and send questions on Facebook at Arrow and Marine Tax Professionals and on Twitter and YouTube at Thomas Alston. Thanks for listening, and we'll see you on our next episode.